This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Back into it with our panel, topics worthy of discussion for Pizzaville, pound 3636. Got to ask you, we were talking about, you know, uh, what the clerk of the Privy Council was suggesting was uh, leading to a corrosive and toxic atmosphere, all this, uh, well, what did he call Twitter? A vomitorium. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so hateful uh, is this rhetoric, and things are being ginned up to a point they're whipping people into a frenzy of derangement. And, you know, you've even seen that with the uh, Jesse Smollett case out of Chicago, where this actor on Empire, uh, had a story unravel, but the original story that was leapt on by the media was one of uh, his being beaten by Donald Trump supporters, and so, I mean, it was readily acceptable because a lot of people just see that America has now devolved into uh, a land of uh, racism, misogyny, homophobia, and so on and so forth, but because... He misrepresented everything. Sherry DeNovo, I mean, if not in legal terms, isn't this a slander or a hate crime against Trump supporters? Well, I wouldn't go that far. What I would say, however, is that it's really, uh, it's, it's first of all, it's awful. Um, it's regrettable. And what it really is regrettable and awful uh, f- uh, for is, is the people who are genuine victims of those crimes. I mean, people are actually genuine victims of hate crimes. And so now they're all going to look suspect because of this one person um, just trying to increase his profile. I mean, this is, this is a horrendous thing to do. And, and trust me, I mean, I, I, I think left to right, we all agree that it's a horrendous act. Um, and I think because it will hurt the those who are already okay. uh, victimized. Well, fine, but uh, you know what I'm saying is anybody wearing a MAGA hat becomes a victim of sorts, too. I mean, they're objects of scorn, hate, derision. I mean, this is what this whole narrative was about, wasn't it? Uh, listen, I mean, they've got the presidency. I mean, I, I, I don't lose, you know, I don't feel sorry for them. Um, I, what I, I, Who I do feel sorry for is the person who is genuinely attacked, and many are. I mean, uh, again, we see trans folk, for example, about 50% of them have had some experience of violence. Hang on, though. There have been people who, uh, you know, either supporters of Trump or they fit a certain category. You you saw that with the boys in Covington uh, High School that went to uh, Washington on the field trip. Likewise, uh, they were attacked. Look, Bill Maher, in his monologue one night, said uh, that little effer should be punched in the face. He's talking about a 15-year-old kid. Isn't this, again, let me ask John Capobianco. A slander and, in effect, if you had said that about anybody else from any other demographic or background, I mean, nobody would hesitate to say that's a hate crime or there's so much venom directed towards this individual. How else would you conclude? Yeah, no, that's exactly right, John. But I do think that, you know, you, you got to take everything in every case in its own and its own merit. And, and, and in some cases, you know, what it, what it incites or what it could potentially incite. But I think, you know, without a doubt, I think there's obviously a, a feeling towards the president and, and sort of how that all plays out and and there's some level of acceptability from some people that this is okay but at, at the end of the day it's hurtful for everybody and it, and it causes huge amounts of problems when, when somebody says that and and does that because it gives pe- other people a license to feel that they could say it or get away with it and it causes that kind of a ripple effect your thought mike well i, I mean in this case you've got a situation where this incredibly selfish self-centered you know a greedy person does this stuff yeah you know it, if for for it plays right into 
uh, sort of the Trump narrative in a sense. You know, you're going to galvanize people. You know, there's a reason why he's at 47, 48% in the polls, because a lot of people there feel that they're not heard. A lot of people feel that they, you know, when things happen, it's a one-way street and all that, just as you were saying. But at the end of the day, you know, uh, speaking to Sherry's point, there's lots of people that are, are, you know, victimized, that are legitimately victimized. What this person did, and I think we have to sort of d- detach it a little bit from, you know, his race or his, his sexuality or anything else, and say this was just an incredibly selfish person who wanted to get a pay raise and he manipulated genuine issues of concern for his own personal benefit. Yeah, but you know, public it's, it's opinion, repre- he, it was easily enough manipulated because oh. it was almost boilerplate, ready to go. Trump is, you know, toxic. Anybody who supports him or the background, a Republican, a conservative. And so isn't there a hate on right now, generally speaking? Well, from some people there is. Uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. for, for those who may not support Trump, I think it's actually working to his advantage. It's galvanizing his base. Well, you may be right about that, and too. it's holding people together. And, you know, independents and people who feel this disenfranchised from the system, you know what? Push right into his, his thing. All right. Let me ask you about one of Trump's buddies, uh, Robert Kraft, owner of uh, the New England Patriots, uh, just been charged in Florida with misdemeanor solicitation of prostitution. Apparently it was a, a sting. Cops have been six months uh, videotaping uh, a series of massage parlors up the East Coast. And uh, he was twice videotaped paying for a sex act at an illicit massage parlor. Uh, his people deny any of these allegations. But here's a curiosity to me. When public figures, high-profile people, are charged with these kind of things, don't they uh, suffer a disproportionate public shaming, shaming Sherry Donolo? Well, yes, but, uh, you know, that goes with the territory, and they wouldn't sign up for being uh, who they are if they didn't know that. I mean, I think the real story here is not that, you know, this... Uh, this man, you know, solicited sex. I mean, I'm sure it happens all the time. Um, but but if you kind of dig down a little bit in the story, I mean, what the real problem here was, this was probably a human trafficking uh, ring uh, that he bought into. I mean, this is not just, you know, a sex trade worker who knows what she's doing. Um, the, the, these are people who are being exploited and who are there um, through no choice of their own. I mean, that's the real scandal here. Uh, so, uh, again, I think that that's the story on this one is is not that, you know, somebody solicited a prostitute, but that they engaged in uh, a human trafficking yeah, ring. So it's not a victimless yeah. crime is what you're... It's not a victimless crime. Okay. On that point, though, Kraft, I mean, uh, yeah. he wears the ignominy, but you know, these kinds of things happen with profile folks, don't they? Well, and you would think, th- I shook my head when I saw when I saw the story, because I thought, you know, somebody of his um, stature, obviously, and, and the money that he makes, and not to say that anybody who's richer or poorer wouldn't wouldn't solicit this kind of stuff, but I thought that, you know, when you, when you are, when you are that of a public figure that you would be a little bit more concerning or at least more um, um, aware of, of doing something like this and obviously being caught doing something like this in a mall uh, no less with the thing you know with a with mm. a name that it was uh, you just you know this wasn't a registered massage therapy place uh, that he was going for so he wasn't you know. getting an insurance receipt <laughs> yeah, for that right. one there wasn't yeah. a receipt coming at the end yeah, of it yeah. so no. at the end of the day John I think you know obviously you know if, if he is guilty of this then he's going to have to pay for something and I, I don't think he's going to get charged and put in jail. I think he's going to get community time, but he should know better given his stature. Okay, let me ask. High-profile uh, people, again, going to be uh, consorting on Sunday with the Oscars, so exit question around the horn quickly. Uh, they're not going to have a host, and it looks like their ratings are in free fall. Michael, is it still must-watch television, or how do you explain <laughs> that... Uh, the ratings are really tanking on this kind of production. Only with a gun to your head. It's absolutely... <laughs> you know, not banned. Yeah, we have not banned. We're living in a world now where everything's instantaneous and, and, you know, people expecting things very quickly. To sit there and watch these people parade around for four or five hours, I mean, you could literally get 
you know, spies to talk watching it. So. <laughs> That's too bad, though. I was actually invited to Michael's party, Oscar, Oscar dinner party. So. Yeah, yeah, and it's a costume right. party, right? <laughs> well, Sherry, I mean, do you think that there's a, it's still a spectacle worthy to uh, invest three, four hours into? Not or, at all. Where, not did, at where all. did they I lose mean, you? Where did they I, lose I, you? I, like everybody else, will flash through the next day and figure out who won what uh, of the major, you know, major prizes and who wore what, which, let's face it, is really what it's about, is like who, who uh, wore what gown and what did they look like, and then... Uh, so then you're not turned movies. off by the fatuous Hollywood types congratulating <laughs> each other and making political speeches? Uh, oh, I, I'm totally turned Ottawa. off by that. I'm not going to be watching it. I'm going to be flashing through the next day and I finding out who won. Is that you, the know, re- uh, uh, you know, having said that, I, I, I think that... Uh, here, here I'll, I'll throw my hat in the ring here. I think Spike Lee is going to take it this time just because he hasn't won yet. Um, oh. And, and mm. there, are, there are a number of good films, but I think they're going to give it... Okay, so you him. think the Black Klansman isn't loaded with a lot of tropes? I think he's there. It's you know the the Oscars. It is about the movie, but it's not about the movie. Mm. It's also about who hasn't got the Oscar, uh-huh. and I think he hasn't got the Oscar. So well, I, I personally loved Roma. I thought it was a great film, mm. but I know it's not going to win. I think I think Black Klansman will. All right. Why are people tuning out increasingly on the Oscars, John? They lost me at when they said Hollywood Awards night. Um, <laughs> but I'll tell you though, John. At the end of the day, I think this has become highly political. This organization, uh, especially the Oscars, uh, it's now in a platform for. For, for you know celebrities to go out and slam uh, the president of the United States or whoever it is and make political statements and, and less about you know the movies and that kind of stuff and and now we're realizing that you know awards are being presented based on politics and that kind of stuff I think people are are tired of it um, and there's a certain segment of the population that watch it and will watch it and will enjoy it but I think more and more people are tuning away all right well Sherry likes Roma Arriva derci Roma we're done <laughs> for the afternoon thank you all for dropping by this Friday afternoon Sherry de novo John Capobianco, Michael Giles see you again next Friday. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.